Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. James Hicks here from Hicks Media Infotainment News. Welcome to another edition of ITN Live. Uh, I got a very special guest. I say that all the time, but look, all of my guests are special. Special to me, uh, and I hope that, that they're special to you as well. Uh, this guy right here, uh, I used to work for. Uh, so he's definitely a mentor to me. He's quality guy, quality man. He 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 packed his bags. He moved from California. Uh, heck, he moved from the United States, and he landed himself in Costa Rica. That was about that was about six years ago. And since then, he, he settled in. He started a couple of uh, businesses, which we're going to talk about uh, while, while I've got him on the screen here: Eco Oasis, Costa Rica, and regenerative living vacation rentals. He's definitely living his best life now. I just wanted to, you know, borrow some time from him today, talk a little about making those moves, uh, starting over fresh, kind of the master plan for his businesses and the fact that I'm just going to say it, he's, he's winning in all aspects of life, personally and professionally. And like they say in Costa Rica, uh, Pura Vida. Hopefully I said that right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carmel. Kevin, how you living, hey. brother? Hey, Look let's at him. Do this, oh, I, 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 I can't stop smiling just because because yeah. I see you, and I know you're halfway across the globe right now. Just just to, just to see your smiling face really is is a breath of fresh air for me right now. It's been a tough week, but how you been, yeah. man? Likewise, brother. It feels really really good to be here to see you, and you know I know things are a little bit tough there in in Cali, but. Uh, Nice to take a little break here from it all and catch up yeah. and see where we're both at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, in the end, so has it been? It's been six years or so, right? That you 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 packed the packed the bags and 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 flew on over there to Costa Rica. Yeah, it'll be six years in December. Like I guess I moved down right before Christmas. Um, yeah, uh, six years ago. So five okay. and a half years ago. So oh. yeah. And so and. No, I was gonna say, and, and then at times, so you, every time I see your pictures online, you don't have any clothes on, right? Uh, so just to, to, to find a uh, a promo picture for the for the marketing that I that I put out there, I'm like, look, is there any shot with with Cartmill that's got at least a shirt on? That, but that's a sign of of just living that that good life. Talk talk to us a little bit about what you do in your time I, I know you've got the I know you've got the businesses but talk to us about your, your free time your spare time uh, yeah you're living in a hundred percent what I what I would consider a paradise but tell us what a day in a life of, uh, of Kevin Carmel hmm yeah the, the one of the biggest commodities we have here in Costa Rica is time and it's time time to do what you want and uh, and to dedicate yourself to well-being and living well and to joy so you know my my it took me a while i wasn't a morning person most of my life but since coming to costa rica i've adapted and now i pretty much run, live my life sunrise to sunset so we're up pretty early the howler monkeys and the uh, toucans make sure that uh, you don't sleep in very very much past uh, sunrise and uh, you know I usually do some meditation before I get out of bed start my day off right with the right mindset and uh, 
Susan and I have developed a yoga practice. We've got a yoga deck out uh, in front of our bedroom. So we start out with that. And then, you know, depending on the day, we do some long beach walks about three times a week where we do like 10K in the sand and, you know, get the day started that way. And the other days, I, you know, I'm developing a little mini finca here, a um, little mini farm. Um, you know, I've got fish ponds and a greenhouse and chicken coop and, you know, stuff like that. So I have a worker that's been helping me because we just moved in here in January. So I've had to kind of tame a little bit of the wildness and mm. do some planting um, of, you know, butterfly bushes. I'm planting a lot of things that are like uh, beneficial pollinator okay. um, attractors. So, um you know, we're doing a planting. I've planted more than a thousand plants already wow. on my property. We've planted, wow. I've got 30 different types of fruit trees. I've got um, several different kinds of hardwoods and uh, rare hardwoods that we're planting. So I cut my time between, um, you know, sort of wellness and then chop wood, carry water is what, <laughs> my, is what we call uh, the farming part of it. And then, you know, I dedicate you know, a couple of hours to some businesses that I have running that kind of, you know, they're a little bit self-managed, you know, um, if you pick good people around you, you know how that is. Uh, yeah. You are one of those good people that, I, mm. that I've worked with before. Thank and you, uh, it just makes life so much easier when you have good people working for you. So I am uh, involved with uh, um, a vacation rental. I I bought a condo kind of on the spur of the moment. I was looking for a place to live and I thought it was just going to rent. And when I got there, I was like, wow, that's a, that, that's a view. That's a view right there. How much I want I, that. <laughs> I want that. And so uh, they were, um, you know, kind of fixer uppers. So it was a good time to, to buy. And I had a construction company. So, um, you know, we fixed them up, and now their rentals—they're uh, doing really well. They're thriving quite, quite well. Yeah, even a little bit—you know—big hit this year with the pandemic. But uh, before that, they're just like, you know, ninety percent booked year-round. So okay. really, uh, incredible, uh, incredible um, occupancy, and uh, yeah, so that worked out well. And you've got a couple of those, right? I mean, I mean, you've got you've got one, and the ones that the pictures that I'm showing of the uh, of the of the offering, you, you've got two locations, right? Yeah, they are actually above each other, so they're one okay. on top of each other. Yeah, this is the studio, the picture of the studio, and that's the view, and that that's a terrible up, view. That's a terrible yeah, yeah. view. <laughs> and they're kind of just cozy, simple places. We renovated them just to be very clean, open. You know, simple so that, you know, you don't feel uncluttered. You don't feel like it's somebody else's, you know, space. It's kind yeah. of like you get to come in there and take in as a really big porch. That king-size bed is huge. It doesn't really show. Oh, that was a queen-size. This is now the upstairs unit. Okay. So, yeah, so they're really, they're nice. They're in a really, really, really good location. Um, and Manuel Antonio is the most visited national park in Costa Rica. Costa Rica has about, oh man, I forget now how much of the land, 25% of it is national parks. And Manuel Antonio there in Capos is the most visited one. So it was really fortuitous that I bought there because 
it's like the place everybody goes to when they come to Costa Rica. And uh, it's really well set up for, for couples. And awesome. that, was really, that was really the intent was to, you know, families are nice, but they're also a lot of wear and tear on, on yeah. properties. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to find things as a family and harder to find Airbnbs as a, as a couple. Um, you tend to have to go to hotels, and the hotels are much more expensive, right? So, true. Yeah. Hey, look, I've I've done the uh, the bread and breakfast thing with you before, right? So we we, yeah. we, we, we can flash back to good old Amber House. But uh, what what's crazy is that Jen and I have wanted to come to Costa Rica and come stay at at one of your properties, and we will once once the world opens back up, we will definitely come and and stay there. And I want you to do the same thing like you did for my 40th birthday. I'd love for you to come up to the room in your slippers, bringing bringing some breakfast or something, so we can break bread again together. I we will yeah. never forget that. That was that was an amazing time, and I appreciate you for opening up uh, your that place to to us. If I if I haven't already told you about that before. Oh yeah, that was a fun time. That is one of my top memories, actually, from. Uh, from the old Amber House yeah. was that party. It was like it was a great reunion, yeah, uh, with a lot of great folks that we all used to work with and met some new folks. And yeah, yeah, I had to show up with breakfast. Well, this place is a little, <laughs> this place is a little more like self uh, serve, but we'll figure something out. If you're if you're in the country and you're staying with me, we're definitely going to break bread. That's for we'll, sure. We'll, we'll figure something out because you know the whole time that we were planning this. So, so folks, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with Kevin, you know, Hey, I'm out at, uh, I'm out at happy hour. Well, dude, you know, I, are you, when are you not at happy hour? Well, I'm not, <laughs> or I'm out on the beach. You're living that, that, that life. What does I've, I've heard it and I said it, but what does Pura Vida mean? What, why, why does, it seems like that just resonates as just a, a mindset for, for Costa Rica, but what, what, what does that kind of embody for you? Yeah, Pura Vida is really the reason I'm in Costa Rica. Is And, you know, um, I guess in the States we have, uh, in uh, Hawaii, you have uh, aloha. And mm -hmm. aloha is like a spirit, right? It's like you say aloha when you see somebody, hello. You say aloha when you when they go away. You can say it to mean thank you, you know. I mean, I guess you say mahalo, but, you know, it's a word that embodies a lot. So Pura Vida pure life and really I think it stems from a uh, it really has it, it's significant significant uh, significant for the Costa Ricans have a real appreciation and I use that word like hmm. you know as, as, as in gratitude but they have a real appreciation for life so they have an appreciation for their family for their friends for the food they eat for the for just going to the beach and having a little party and life is simple but it can also be abundant but mm -hmm. it's not you know yes a little bit of the west or, or the north in this case is trickling down here and there are you know people acquiring and you know um, getting a little bit more commercial but for for the big part where I am it's really about appreciating life's gifts and what life brings you. And I think, you know, one of the best things about this pandemic is from an outsider looking in at the States, it sort of feels like 
in some ways, Americans are starting to appreciate the, yeah. the simpler things in life, right? That's a good point. Home, That's a good point. You're home with your family. You're having dinners. You're doing more Zooms um, with different family members, with friends from college or, or whatever it is. And it seems like, huh, it took a pandemic to get you to realize that, like, that those basic things are really, really the keys to happiness. And there's a reason why Costa Rica is perennially and on various different lists as being the, one of the happiest places on the planet. And I think they are really appreciative of what they have. So, uh, Pura Vida, you use it like this. You, if you go into a store, you say Pura Vida. When you're leaving, you say Pura Vida. If somebody says, oh, gracias, you say Pura Vida. Um, you just say it all the time. It's really like, it's an everything phrase, and it really just means, you know, gratitude, like appreciation. I love that. I love that. And I like like I kind of was saying behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I told you my my unfortunate situation from my, my family this past week. But that whole concept, this I had to have this conversation. I had to have this conversation with you because you're someone I, I trust. You're, you're someone who I admire. And this is this is healing. Selfishly, this is healing for me. Right. To have this conversation with you. And I, and I really believe that you're correct. Right. Unfortunately, it took the world to stop and the world to go through what what we are going through now from all different aspects to appreciate one another. So appreciate the folks in our homes, appreciate our folks within our sphere of influence, our extended family and things of like that. That's unfortunate. But if there's any blessing to being locked down is that again, yeah, we're having these conversations. I still would have reached out to you, brother, but uh, I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I think it is it's causing other folks to, to do that as well. Um, yeah. Talk a little yeah, bit about uh, uh, Eco Oasis because we talked about the Airbnbs, but yeah. I, I know you're you're incredibly passionate about that. But talk to me about what that means and what and what you guys are doing with the Eco Oasis. So Eco Oasis was um, sort of born out of you know necessity or or is mm. a reaction. I came down here with the idea of joining a. Um, an eco village that was already being developed okay and when I had come down a few years ago I had spoke with the um, with the guy who was the developer of the eco village and he sounded like he was legit you know he sounded like he had the right passion and the right uh, um, right understanding of of permaculture and some other things well, when I got down here, when I finally moved down here and took a closer look under the hood, I didn't see what I wanted to see. Um, you know, I think I had maybe wishful thinking when I, when I was looking at it from afar. But uh, I realized that they weren't doing what I really wanted to do. And, you know, the idea... So then, you know, I went back to my hotel and said, yeah, if that guy can do it the wrong way, I think I can do it the right way. And so I started to look for resources, and I found some really, really good permaculturalists here. Who, um, and I, we found a good builder, and we put together a little team, and we created this kind of uh, regenerative neighborhood. You know, so we took an old, it was a sugar farm, sugar cane farm, which is really, really destroys the soil. Um, sugar cane, and you, you know, you feed it a bunch of uh, chemicals in order to get it grow to grow 
Um, and they had gone fallow, so it hadn't been planted on for 20, 30 years, and it was overgrown. And we took it and we regenerated it. Um, we've now created five turnkey kind of permaculture homesteads. And uh, luckily for me, five friends all bought them. Um, so I have like my own, I have my own dream neighborhood here where everybody has their own house. We do have pools because, you know, we're, we want to live the good life. Maybe the least eco thing about it, but it's also they look really cool and they're fun to swim in. Um, but everybody has a fish pond for tilapia, uh, greenhouse, um, chicken coop. Everybody has their own fruit forest and a lot of other just kind of walking edibles. Um, you know, plants that you can just pick and munch when you're walking along. We call it, you know, walk through fast food. Um, so the idea was to create these permaculture um, um, homesteads and they're all kind of integrated. So when you drain the fish pond to clean it out, it drains into your garden to feed okay. your garden, you know. Um, the fruit forest is... Uh, got all these beneficial pollinators uh, that are growing in and amongst all the fruits. Um, there's Rosa vetiver and Flamengia, which are used for chop and drop to add nitrogen and nitrogen fixing for the, for the um, fruit trees. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. It's all like these little subsystems, and you're a systems guy, so you know. It's like, it's kind of cool how when you can make nature and use nature to have everything... Um, um, kind of work more efficiently and work right. with the work with nature instead of against nature, you know, and so that really became the idea here. And now we've been really lucky where we hooked up with one of the best architects in the uh, in the country, and he's building sort of the centerpiece home in the neighborhood right now. Um, Studio Sachs, they're in, you know, Architectural Digest and Dwell Magazine, and, you know, they're kind of a famous uh, design house. But so our neighborhood now has kind of a famous, or will be a famous uh, building in the middle of it. So it's a really beautiful house with a huge courtyard. And, uh, yeah, it couldn't, couldn't have worked out better. Everything's always working out well for me, but uh, this neighborhood really couldn't have worked out better. I have a beautiful... Um, location for my house. I sit on a ridge um, about 200 feet up above a, a, a valley that's called the Valley of Horses, which is mostly trees with like a few farms with horses, <laughs> white horses uh, below it. So it's very picturesque. You, we look over at some small mountains and uh, a couple of ocean views, peekaboo ocean views. Um, we're up at 500 feet so we can grow okay. everything. It's very cool here. We have a lot of breezes. So really, really, really fortunate. So the idea with EcoAsis is to regenerate places that have gone fallow, that are not producing food, to create abundance, and then to share that abundance. Look, I'm just going to, as you said all that, you notice I stopped on this image right here because yeah. that that's it right there, right? That 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 sums it all up in terms of, the the what and the why uh you you just told us the how but this yeah. this is this is the reason right here and you say it's going to get even a degree better or or more higher scale than this 
you you see my wife has already <laughs> liked the page right you see that right there so i i got a feeling yeah. that um we will be on a flight one of these days to come come check you out so that that's that that's exciting yeah and that is a great photo too like that's it man that's what it's all about at the end of the day you kind of just sit and enjoy this tapestry that changes and every night that sky is different you know it's always beautiful yeah but sometimes it's a storm out at sea that's beautiful sometimes it's the most bright brilliant sky that you can ever imagine you know i mean we've all seen them but it's just like it's a moving tapestry and it's just you know i'm 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 very grateful to be able to enjoy that uh, every night, every night that I want to. Uh, again, man, this has been more, like I say, uh, kind of healing and, and, and therapeutic for, for myself because I wanted to have this this discussion. But just to see that you are, again, living that best life from a first, uh, personal and professional perspective warms my heart completely. And the fact that, you know, what, what you're doing with the Eco Oasis, um, Bringing in the community, building the community, making the community self-sustaining, uh, not not reliant on any ex external forces, but actually living off the land and and having, as you say, the walking paths that you can, the bunch and walks. I mean that that's incredible. That that's that's amazing. Um, you, you've so, got the yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just just wanted to quickly while we were on that vein is so this was really nice, right? But it's sort yeah. of out of the reach for most. Ticos, um, as uh, Costa Ricans are called, Ticos, okay. and um, it's a little bit out of the reach, right? These are very, these are nice houses. They're a little bit bigger land, you know. They're ocean views. So the next plan that we are working on with my architects and uh, builders are to create micro farms. So <laughs> we feel like you could just develop a neighborhood, and it could be a smaller neighborhood, you know, like where. You know, these are all two and a half, three acre farms, okay? But let's just say we could actually put 30 or 40 houses here to make them more affordable. We can still do it with chicken houses and uh, greenhouses and using vertical gardens and using the, um, the fruit forest as boundaries between the houses but then you know there's just the fruit that's between them so we're working on a new concept that is more approachable and more achievable for the locals mm -hmm. so not just to make it hey for you know rich gringos to be able to enjoy this place but also <laughs> to to pass to pass this on to ticos because pura vida used to mean that people used to have the time to have a little mini farm. Everybody had chickens running around their yard. Everybody had fruit trees. Everybody grew their own this and that. Yeah. But now with processed foods, you know, yeah. leaking down from the United States, well, people here are grabbing them too, you know? And so the idea will be to re return to sort of the Pura Vida and uh, to make it more accessible to, to locals. So the next projects are gonna be smaller scale. Yeah. But every bit as nutritious, every bit as uh, permaculture, every bit as, and even more clever how the systems will work with the rain catchments and with the solars and with all these uh, different things that we're learning about now. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that on there to tag it onto the eco oasis. 
Yeah. So, so let me ask, so let me pivot off of that a little bit and just ask kind of the, uh, the, uh, third person looking in question, are you seeing any resistance from the locals are already on the Island in terms of what you're doing, you know, bringing about this, this whole master plan type of community or are you, are you, are you getting good buy-in? Really good buy-in. You okay. know, really, really. I, I think, you know, everybody's at a litmus, right? Everybody's at mm -hmm. a tipping point right now as far as what's real and what's not real. And I think most of the people outside of the very central valley where San Jose is, where, you know, cars, traffic, mm -hmm. typical city kind of life. Um, everybody here is kind of, hey, yeah, we should be growing our own food again. Uh, we should be doing more of this. But... The resistance is when they look at these places and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, your house is amazing. Like, yeah, how much how much does that cost, you know? And it's like, well, it's, you know, well, I have a pretty simple house. Um, we can do even more simple houses that are just equally as nice. And so that's what's kind of the impetus between um, around doing developments that are for everyone, not mm -hmm. just just not the gringos right and there are always going to be those people that um that come down here with sort of their foreigner baggage yeah. right and their foreigner attitude and they're not going to be as well received but if you know for me i've lived in different cultures i lived in china i've lived in asia yeah. i've lived in different places so you know i try to come with as little baggage as i can adopt you know from the uh from the cultures here as much as i can and then you know impart a little bit of that whole world view right i mean i do have the benefit of having been around the world so yes yeah. when you talk to a farmer and you can kind of give a little bit of that to them um then they can see that there's a lot more possibilities and that's really the goal yeah that's what I kind of one thing I was going to say. You've been there, done that, right? You've been around the world from high level executive corporate positions, and you know, yeah, like you said, yeah, you've traveled all across the globe. You've got more stamps in your passport probably than you know what to do with, but and know how to engage and interact with people, right? All different personalities, all different cultures. So, so, so you've been there, done that, and you know how to be personable, sociable, and not come in as that angry or overbearing Westerner who's coming to take over. So uh, I think you're going to succeed. I know you're going to succeed because you already are succeeding. And I can, I can tell it in, in your, in your, in your eyes, in your face. And again, it, the fact that every time I see you, you got a great drink in your hand and, and you're not wearing any shirts. So I, you don't have any pants anymore. Do you, you, you just, you just wear shorts all day, right? Tell the I truth. I do. I do wear <laughs> shorts pretty much every day. Sometimes when I'm out in the, in the jungle though, I do wear long pants because you know, that's the one thing here is like nature is real here, man. It is real. You go for a walk in the jungle here. You are like, you are food, you know, yeah. you know, are you, so I do, but I do wear pants from time to time. I put on this, <laughs> I put on my best t-shirt. Yeah. Look at that. Let me, let, let me zoom in on that. Look at that. He's got, he's got uh, some, some new shirt on for us and everything. That, okay. Yeah. Appreciate you there. You know, yeah. It's got that nice wicking material. Oh my you know? gosh. Yeah. Now, when we get done, you're going to go jump in the pool or, or the ocean, aren't you? Tell the truth. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go in the pool. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love it, man. I'm going to go to the ocean in the morning. Uh, we we get up and we do our morning constitution. Uh, 
Yeah, get up early, bring the dogs, go to the beach, take a walk. It's really nice. You're there, you get to, you know, all the ozone, you get the, yeah. the waves, you get some vitamin D, you get grounding from the sand, and you get uh, a little elevated heart rate. It's like, I, I counted one time like 15 benefits just from going for a walk on the beach, right? So uh, hard to beat that for a workout. Just a, just a little things again, if you, cause you're, you're taking the time and doing it and, and you're taking care of yourself mentally and, and physically. Kev, man, I, I can't say how much I appreciate you, man. And just again, selfishly, I, I just wanted to see your face and this is pretty cool, right? California, Costa Rica. And we, and we got a little, little live streaming access going here. Yeah. You know, I, I normally ask folks kind of a, a, a last question about technology because because again you're right you know i'm i'm the technologist and i still live in that world but i don't know how you can probably answer that now because you know you 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 unplug quite a bit now i i would ask what is the leading piece of technology that you're using on a, on a regular basis to maintain ma maintain life or to maintain uh what, what it is that you do from a business perspective what, what's your go-to piece of technology you know it's the phone, you know, I pretty much, um, you know, WhatsApp is the big app here. So nobody okay. really uses, nobody really uses cell. Everybody uses WhatsApp okay. and, uh, it's, it's sort of the, the technology. I, I still would say that I'm using technology, but I'm using it in a, um, in sort of home systems kind of way. Right. So we're using, uh, um, solar on the houses but we're using like a a combination system so we might run our 220 like so if you have a jacuzzi or your dryer we'll run that off the grid mm -hmm. and the grid the grid here is 99 percent renewable anyway because we have so much hydro and so much solar okay. and wind but you know we connect in there then our houses will have solar energy to run most of your your day-to-day -day things, you know, your refrigerator and, and other things. And then we have these systems that automatically detect where your battery's at and it will kind of prioritize what it's, what it's being, what's being used and what's being done. So it's okay. kind of like a lot more home tech. Um, you know, we're using a lot more, introducing a lot more smart home technology and how, how we can control the house. And we actually can measure our house and how efficient it is and how inefficient it is and then we can make tweaks to the designs on architecture adding louvers here and there shades here and there okay. positioning the house here and there so we are still doing some tech not quite the tech like uh like you, you like you're using but um you know it's hard to deny that it that it that it doesn't help um even just work with nature when you yeah. can measure things more easily um then you can you, you know we track the sun right so we have trackers that use the sun and track the sun to see what what's going on for how mm. cooling and for um uh, energy generation so we're i would say tech tech is in the home it's more yeah. like that that type of thing how it helps us with well-being and sustainability and you know that's really how i want to see tech go is how does yeah. it help people well i'm kind of inspired by these aura rings and yeah you know some of the fitness tractors i think uh 
Uh, Apple's planning on doing an upgrade with like sleep. Sleep is yep. super important, and I I want to start to track my sleep and find out how I can do better on sleep. And you know that's my my big thing now is longevity. And I think, um, you know, and it's not like oh I want to live for forever. I just want to live however long I live really well. You know, nice. no medications, and you know. I'm using food as as my medicine in a way, you know, just eat right, exercise the right amount, exercise, uh, you know, properly. And technology can help us, right? Aura ring, you test yeah. your HRV and your sleep and all these kind of things. And I think it's going to get better and better. Like, why can't it just be on your ear or, you know, I don't necessarily want something on my hand or <laughs> we, have, we have stuff on our wrist and we're used to it now, but... Eventually, I think, you know, we could have sugar monitors to tell you when your glucose spikes and mm -hmm. how you might be ready for the day. So I like to see technology go more towards the wellness. And I think it is. I think that's, yeah. that's a trend. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I, I agree with you 100% on that, especially on the uh, cleaner nutrition, right? I mean, that, that's definitely the route to go. But I, I know you got some, some technology in the house. Uh, I know you got some, some type of dubstep or some old East Coast breakbeats going. I, look, I know you. I, I know you some Beastie Boys or, or you, got, you got your Spotify or Apple Music going. So you, you can't tell me yeah. that that's not happening, brother. Um, that's true. That's true. A lot, of, a lot of Spotify. All there you go. Long, you there know. you go. Yeah. You, can't, you can't, can't, can't go without the music. No. Kev, I appreciate you, man. Hey, go enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I'm coming to see you. I, it's, it's just going to happen. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in your in your room there. Uh, I'm going to eat your food. I'm going yeah. to rototill your land or whatever, whatever you need me to do, brother. Um, yeah. I appreciate you. You're a special man, and I thank you for what you're doing. Um, excited for Eco Oasis. I'm I'm excited for the Airbnbs you have as well. Just just what you're doing. Um, as you've as you've landed there in Costa Rica, you seem to be doing uh, phenomenally well and doing everything the right way. So, my 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 appreciation to you, my love to you, and respect. Brother. Yeah, and uh, my love back to you, and you know, good luck with all that you're dealing with up there with, yeah. uh, you know, pandemics and the fire, and you know, wow, my heart was broken too. So, just remember, regenerate, regenerate, regenerate. I love it. Create those memories going forward. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. you. Y'all, we out.